Pecan, I'm the senior pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Falls Valley, Oklahoma. Father, we thank you. We praise you for all that has been said and done up to this point in the service and for all those who have been used in your service. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for them and we pray that you be glorified in their acts of worship and service, Father. Now, Lord, it's time for us to turn our eyes, turn our hearts, turn our minds unto your word, Father. And we come, Lord, asking you, Lord, to speak now. For your people need to hear from you, Father. Speak now, for your people are listening. And we come, Father, praying, Lord, that as a result of us coming together in your word, that we may be doers of your word and not just tears. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. Oh, you can sound better than that. Bethlehem. Amen. One of the things that we want to get right this year is that we want to begin to build this building as we see. And we pray that you are moving in. I always like to take a little tip if you are usher. That's where you are going to be standing on the door. Amen. This choir room back here is where the choir will practice and sing Zion songs to the Lord. This place over here is specially designed for the women. It is a lounge. Amen. And uh, like I said, a lounge. Amen. It's going to be plush. Amen. <laughs> so we look for, yeah, we'll make sure that we ain't got no choice. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And that is our theme this year, getting it right. And this morning we are Continuing in a series that we've entitled Getting It Right in Mindset. Getting It Right in Mindset. As the Lord has led us to encourage the saints within this month to know that you can make it. It is Make It Month. And there are a lot of things that you are going through. A lot of things that you have felt within this month. Who would have known as a result of what's going on in our culture. All this would be happening. But God knew beforehand. And he has let us know through Philippians chapter 4, 13. That 
I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. And we pray that this month has been an encouragement to your heart as we believe that I can, but not by myself, through Christ that strengthens me. This morning, we're going to share a message. Uh, one of the things that I teach my pre- preachers is to not try to, you don't have to be fancy about the titles that you preach. You just take it straight from the word. And today's sermon title is, Be Anxious for Nothing, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that's what I want to speak on this morning. Again, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, uh, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The short title is God, period. God, period. And this morning, we're going to be standing on Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying, I will stand on the word of God. I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Again, the sermon title is, Be anxious for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, period. Short title, God, period. And this morning, we're going to talk about God in anxiety. We're going to talk about God in all. And we're going to talk about God in assurance. God in anxiety, God in all, and God in assurance. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should pray to God about everything. Christians should pray to God about everything. Undoubtedly, this last week has been a week of great disaster as well as a week of great triumph. And many of us have dealt uh, with the bombing in Boston and the explosion down in West Texas from afar. But on the screen is a young man I'm going to call Brother Joe, who's a marathon runner. And this marathon runner, this last week witnessed both disasters. He ran in the Boston Marathon seconds before, or finished seconds before two bombs exploded at the finish line. And then two days later, he was in his home state of Texas, and he saw a fertilizer plant explode near 
Waco. And undoubtedly, he has had a disastrous week and he has felt what many of us have felt from afar, but he has felt this right up and close. Many of you may not have gone through that kind of personal feelings with the disasters. Maybe it's another disaster that's, that's going on in your family and your marriage is trying to fall apart or your finances are trying to fall apart and, uh, and your children are falling apart. And, and it seems like that there's disaster on every hand. And God has sent me here today to, to let you know that he's the answer for all of your anxiety, he's the answer for all of your fears. He's, he is the answer, but we as the people of God have to learn how to pray. We as the people of God must learn how to do as this song and, and video I'm going to show by the song by Third Day, which is entitled Run to Jesus. And and we've got to learn to do that for the Bible tells us that we can't be anxious. We've got to learn to do this for the Bible tells us that we have to pray. Amen. Yes. To learn to cry out to Jesus. Amen. For the Bible says that God is all we need in these anxious times. And on the point number one, we're going to talk about God and anxiety. Verse six says, do not be anxious about anything. But you can say, preacher, we just saw all of this stuff that has gone on this last week and it's been a horrible week and uh, and you tell us to be anxious for nothing even though after these tragedies have happened we have felt afraid some even right here in Paul's Valley and others all the way around the world uh, at Margaret Thatcher's funeral there were people that did not show up because they were afraid because of what happened in Boston. And the truth of the matter is. Is that we do live in a time. That, that could cause us. Or any of us. Christian or non-Christians. To, to be anxious about our times. But I'm so glad. That God speak to us. Even in a time. Such as ours. God speak to us. In holy writ. And he lets us know this morning. That there's one thing that we can't do as Christians. Oh, and the one thing that we can't do as Christians is, is God says in his holy word to be anxious. Oh, what? Do not be anxious about anything. Hello, preacher. Again, do not be anxious about anything. This book was written for, for those back then. No, this book was written for all of us. For all times, this word is God's holy word, and it spoke back then, and it still speaks to now and to some who have come this morning rather anxious about what's going on in our world. 
battle, uh, in the bombings, in the explosion, in the manhunt, uh, in the wars, uh, or the rumors of wars, uh, God says uh, this morning uh, that you as a Christian, he does not uh, want you uh, to be anxious. He, he does not want you uh, to be worried uh, about anything. We learned uh, oh, on Wednesday night uh, that God doesn't want us uh, to be anxious uh, about our lives. Uh, God doesn't want us uh, to be anxious uh, about what we eat uh, or what we drink uh, or what the clothes that we put on. Uh, as a matter of fact, God says, uh, oh, that you ought to seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God uh, and his righteousness uh, and all this stuff that you worry about not having. All of this stuff uh, will be added unto you. Uh, and God is saying to us this morning, uh, oh, once again, uh, regardless uh, of the circumstance, uh, regardless uh, of, it, of if you're hemmed up, uh, regardless uh, if you're trapped, uh, regardless uh, if you're broke, uh, regardless uh, of what you're going through, you may not know uh, where your next meal uh, is going to come from, but God says uh, this morning, be anxious uh, for nothing. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't worry about it. Give it to God. Hello, somebody. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't worry about it. Give it to God. Give it to God. God in anxiety. God doesn't like anxiety. God is an affront for somebody that's saved. Oh, to be worried about, oh, something that's going on in the world. Can you imagine you sit all on high as we praise his holy name and we say that he's high and lifted up. We say that he's holy. We say that the angels can see him and all they can say is that he's holy. We say that he's almighty. We say that he's all powerful. We say that he's all knowing. He say, we say that everywhere is before him at one time. Oh, and we say that we've given our life to Jesus Christ. We say that we're children of the king. And do you think, oh, as children of the king, that we should have anything that we worry about? Hello, somebody. Uh, tell your neighbor again. Neighbor, oh, neighbor, don't worry about it. One of the things that I like about my childhood, though it was not a perfect childhood, but as a child, I did, I never remember about worrying about anything. Hello, somebody. I had peace of mind, and whenever I needed something, I would go to my mama. Hello, somebody. I, I, I didn't worry about my food. I, I didn't worry about my clothes. I didn't worry about anything, and if I needed anything, I would ask mama. Hello, somebody. Oh, well, our Heavenly Father wants us to be transported back to when we were children. Oh, as a matter of fact, oh, the Word of God says that we can't enter into a kingdom, the kingdom of God, unless we become one of these uh, little ones. Uh, hello, somebody. And God says, uh, oh, of weary, God says uh, of the trials and tribulation in your life uh, that you need uh, to have that peace uh, of a little child. Uh, oh, and if you need something, then uh, you can come to God himself. Hello, somebody. Don't worry about anything. Uh, say to your neighbor again, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, don't worry about anything. God's got your back in Jesus' name. And that's what he says. This is the audacity. 
Do not be anxious about anything. Hello, somebody. All inclusive. Uh, anything that you're going to. Anything. Oh, bombs. Uh, oh, uh, rent. Uh, oh, uh, food. Uh, anything. Hello, somebody. God and anxiety. For Matthew says uh, in Matthew 6, uh, 34... Right after it says, see, he first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not be wary about tomorrow. And many of us are wearing today about Monday. Hello, somebody. God says, oh, take it what? One day at a time. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Poor neighbor, take it one day at a time. The old folk used to sing, one day at a time. Oh, I can't sing. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget that I can't sing. Hello, somebody. But God says, take it one day at a time. Why are you wearing about tomorrow? Why are you wearing about next week? You're wearing about the whole paying your rent for next or paying your mortgage for next month. God says don't worry about it. You're worried about what's going to happen to your kids when you die. Don't worry about tomorrow. You're worried about what's going to happen at your job on Monday. Oh, don't worry about tomorrow. Hello, somebody. For it says, for tomorrow we'll worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hello, somebody. And that's why we've got to focus uh, one day at a time. Uh, and we deal with the trouble within this day. And we believe uh, that any trouble that we have within this day, that our God is big enough uh, to handle it. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God is big enough to handle today. Tomorrow, the next day, and the day after that. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God can handle our troubles. So that's why I can't be weary. That's why I can't be up at night weary. That's why, that's why I can't lose my hair. That's why I'm glad, oh Lord, that, oh, that I'm not, oh, don't have a head full of gray hair. Now, gray hair is okay if you get it naturally. But if you get a head full of gray hairs because you're weary, hello, somebody, there's a problem with that. A good illustration of that is almost every president goes in with dark hair and comes out with white hair. Hello, somebody. Worrying about the things of the world. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you're not the president. <laughs> so don't worry. And even if you were the president, you still shouldn't worry. Hello. Take it one day at a time, Obama. Hello, somebody. Oh, take it one day at a time. Hello, somebody. One day at a time. God and anxiety, but he says uh, it's leading us somewhere that if, if, if we can't worry, what is it that we can do? I'm glad you asked uh, for, for the text says, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, uh, present your request uh, to God. In what? In every situation. And if you are concerned uh, like I was concerned uh, about what was going on uh, in Boston, 
house and guess what you should have been doing you should have been praying like I was praying oh for all of the people that were injured in Boston and I was almost literally in tears of all the lives who will be changed forever even when we move on oh some will never walk again so that's why I pray some will never talk again that's why I pray I pray for the injured I pray for the wounded I pray for those who may have made it out in their physical body but in their mentality they'll never be the same oh this why I pray oh I prayed oh for the suspect I said Lord please catch the those that did this evil in Jesus name I prayed and I had to pray oh about West when West Texas hit oh I had to pray about West Lord oh please work Lord please move and sometimes when I pray I didn't know what to say Lord I don't know what to say it's too much injury too much carnage Lord but you are God and this is not bigger than you oh father oh I prayed and some of you better stop wearing and start praying some of you may have been afraid to leave the house because Boston was on lockdown hello somebody some of you may have been afraid oh to go and do some of the things that you normally would do because you became anxious you became worried no I can't be worried about all this this is too much for me and guess what it's too much for you and then I had to oh pray in every situation with petitions oh with petitions Lord may your healing power flow Lord use the nurses Lord use the doctors Lord use the police Lord use the firemen oh and we always like to point out those two that did the devastation but what we have to turn and look to is for all of those police officers that jumped oh to help folk and save folk all of those nurses all of those runners that you see all of those people coming to the aid of other people people who couldn't do anything medically oh there were testimonies uh, where there was just a man who didn't know nothing about uh, oh doctoring oh but all he did uh, was lay next to a woman and stroke her hair oh many crates uh, thousands of acts uh, of compassion thousands of acts uh, of kindness uh, oh and I pray for those uh, and I prayed uh, hello somebody for everything uh, but I also have to pray Lord thank you Lord that oh not more people died Lord thank you Lord that you did catch you enabled them to catch both of those culprits Lord thank you and in everything oh God says give thanks oh it may be a bad marriage but you say Lord thank you for the 50% of the goodness in this marriage oh Lord thank you for the 40 thank you for the 20 Lord thank you Lord I ain't got enough to pay my rent but Lord I thank you that I have enough to eat today oh and thankfulness it's always you thank God God always has something oh Lord to give him thanks hello somebody and that's why you always have to thank the Lord and you always have to present your requests to God in Jesus name we can't be anxious oh but we can pray and some of us should have been praying night and day instead of wearing night and day in Jesus name in Jesus name but you say preacher I, 
I don't know how to pray. I'm going to give you this little illustration. Quick illustrations of what is called the disciples prayer. Hey man, it's simple. How to pray. Because God says we can't be anxious. That's not of the Lord for the Christian. We can't worry. That's sin. And that's why we have to pray every day that the Lord forgive us of our sins. Because a lot of the stuff we think we're not doing, oh, we're doing, we're straight in sin. If we were anxious uh, last week about any of that, guess what? Uh, you were worried. Hello, somebody, that's sin. Uh, and we've got to, oh, not be sinful, but God needs to have uh, some prayer warriors uh, praying. Uh, oh, because I believe that, uh, oh, the reason why the culprits got, oh, got caught is I believe is that the saints uh, were praying. You see, they had set up a perimeter, but there was only one problem. He had to get outside. The last culprit got outside the perimeter. And I remember praying, Lord, let him catch him in Jesus' name. Oh, and, and then after that, oh, oh, after they lifted the ban, a man came out and saw blood on his boat, looked in his boat. And guess what? There he was. Oh, and it wasn't, oh, great police work. Oh, but I believe that the police did the best that they could while they could they did the best that they could but I believe it's some good saint work I believe the saints were praying and I believe that God heard the voices of the saints that were interceding about this whole situation and I believe oh that the saints prayer enabled that man to get caught hello somebody in Jesus name because I can't worry I have to pray and I have to pray about everything Every situation. Oh, it says every situation. Oh, every situation. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you got to pray about every situation. That's why we as saints, we began to fail because we pray about only one or two situations. Oh, we may pray that God would bless us with money, but we don't pray about our marriage. Hello, somebody. We may pray about other things, but we don't pray for peace of mind we don't pray for joy long suffering hello somebody you got to pray in every situation and every and every time because if you don't oh guess what the devil will catch you slipping hello somebody it is his job to kill steal and destroy and last week he was busy not only in Boston but he was busy here in Paul's Valley he was busy over there in Dallas Texas in LA Hello, some New York, Oklahoma City, Artmore. Hello, somebody over there in Davis. He was busy. Hello, somebody. And saints need to be busy right where they are, praying for the peace of the city. Hello, somebody. God says that we as Christians need to pray for the peace of our nation. Hello, somebody. God says that we pray about everything, pray without ceasing and everything. Every situation. Hello, somebody. Oh, tell your neighbor. Neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Instead of talking too much, you ought to pray too much. Hello, somebody. And when you pray too much, that still is never enough. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. In every situation. 
Not only in every situation, but in all of your actions, in your plans. Some of you have plans. Some of you want to do some things, but you're doing some stuff and you're, and you're not praying about it. There's some single folk that want to find a mate and they're not praying about it. They are actively seeking, going to the clubs. Hello, somebody. Thinking they're going to find somebody good at the club. Hello, somebody. At least, oh, ungodly man have enough sense to know that you come to church to find a good one. Hello, somebody. But you at the club looking for a good man. Hello. No. You need to pray about that. That's very important. That's the second most important decision that you'll make in this lifetime. That's the choice of a mate. The first is what? Jesus. Hello, somebody. His God. Hello, somebody. And you need to pray about that. You need to pray about giving. Some of you don't give. Some of you are not giving 10%. We've been teaching that in order to prosper before the living God, you've got to have faith in the living God to take care of you. And the way that you show it is began with God's minimum wage. That's the tithe. Hello, somebody. He says, bring ye all the tithes and the offerings to the storehouse. Hello, somebody. Oh, we've got to pray about all of that. Hello, somebody. Proverbs 16, 3 says in the NLT, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Hello, somebody. Commit your actions instead of cussing somebody out. Hello, somebody. Commit your actions to the Lord. Begin to pray. Hello, somebody. You say, I'm going to get him up off of me. Hello, somebody. And then you're you going to put them paws on him. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Don't you know God has bigger paws than you? Hello, somebody. Don't you know your paws come with consequences? Hello, somebody. But God paws doesn't. Hello, somebody. Somebody, hello, somebody. So pray, yeah, he'll fix it right for you. Pray. Oh, he said, bless those who curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Hello, somebody. Oh, don't cuss your enemies out. Pray for your enemies. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, don't cuss him. <laughs> pray for him or pray for her. Hello, somebody. Pray. In every situation, all of your plans. Hello, somebody. You want to go to college, youth? Hello, son. You need to pray about that. Lord, show me the right college. Lord, provide the finances for me to go to college. Lord, give me the wisdom and understanding to understand what, oh, these professors are saying in college. Hello, somebody. You pray about everything. Hello, somebody. And especially... Oh, your actions and especially your worries. Hello, somebody. We treat prayer as if it doesn't have any power. Jesus said that my house shall be a house of worship. Huh? No, somebody read their Bible. My house shall be a house of great singing. Hello, sir. My house shall be a house of great preaching. My house shall be a house, oh, where people come together and dress up and look really good and really nice. My house shall be what? A house of prayer. That's where the power is. And we've got to believe by faith that. That prayer has power. And look at all this, the benefits of prayer in this next clip here. Prayer gives you strength. 
Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Prayer gives you hope. Hello, somebody. Somebody needs some hope. Somebody needs some strength today. Prayer gives you answers. That's some stuff. He says, he asks you to, uh, if he who lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Prayer gives you courage or you're anxious about something. Prayer helps you to trust God in the middle of your circumstances, in the middle of your trip. Prayer Oh, gives you community. We need to be praying for Bethlehem Baptist Church to give us community. Prayer gives you healing. Somebody came here sick, but you don't have to leave that way. You've got to pray. Hello, somebody. Prayer gives you forgiveness. Somebody blew it last week, and you don't have to stay blown. Confess your sins unto the Lord. Oh, you uh, adoration to God. You confess to God. You, you discover the power of prayer. Gives you power. Gives you power for your family, for what you play. Prayer and worship. Hello, somebody. Prayer has power. And we, as the people of God, have to learn to pray. Learn to pray. Deacon Watt shared a a sad statistic that you can't tell the difference between a a Christian and an unsaved, a Christian and somebody that's unsaved in our culture and our time in in Sunday school. Hello, somebody. And I can almost guarantee you that those people that claim to be Christians and uh, don't have the actions of Christians, I can almost guarantee you that they pray at no time. Hello, somebody. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. Hello, somebody. And I can guarantee you that they don't have a prayer life. Because to live this Christian walk, you need power. Oh, and you've got to pray to God. Oh, oh, to buffet this flesh that we live in. Because on any given Sunday, as Deacon used and shared an example of what happened to him last week. Oh, because with any of us on any given Sunday, on any given day, oh, if you don't pray, oh, that oh, you may come out of you. Hello, somebody. And that Oh, you are going to want to put some paws on somebody. That oh, you going to want to cuss it with a tongue. Hello, somebody that don't need interpreting. And that's why you have to pray without ceasing. You have to pray because the devil is coming after you without ceasing. He's, he's coming after you. Oh, in all kinds of ways, internationally and nationally with stuff that's going on as well as things that are going on in your household, at your child at your oh in your neighborhood the devil is coming out to you and you got to pray say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you've got to pray in Jesus name yeah that was a I think that was who was that I forgot who said who that was but he said you got to pray just to make it today (laughs) hello somebody lastly but not least Talked about God and anxiety, God and all, and God and assurance, because this is what you get when you pray. And if you didn't have this this last week, you can get it this morning. For it says, after you pray, this is the assurance that you have and the what? Peace of God. Hello, somebody. Anybody that has anxiety don't have peace. 
Hello, somebody. They have special medication for folk that worry too much. Hello, somebody. Because they don't have peace of mind. Hello, somebody. But maybe before you take that pill, maybe you ought to pray. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Now, I'm all for the doctor's science and all of that. But I'm just saying, maybe you need to try prayer. Hello, somebody. Because God says, and the peace of God after you pray, what? It's going to transcend all understanding. Hello, somebody. And some stuff happened last week you couldn't understand. But if you prayed, you had peace of mind. Hello, somebody. I could not understand why somebody would do that. And I was mad like everybody. Why would you do something like that? It don't make no sense. Eight-year-old child died. You have no way of distinguishing of who's evil and, and who's good. And even if you did, you still shouldn't be able to do something like that. I couldn't understand it, but I prayed about it. God gave me peace of mind. Hello, somebody. And God's trying to give somebody here peace of mind because he's trying to transcend your understanding. And he wants to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Somebody was discouraged last week because God wasn't guarding your heart. Somebody was discouraged last week because God, because, oh, you didn't have your mind covered nor your heart and you felt depressed. You felt like giving up. You felt like throwing in the towel. You felt like that you couldn't win. But I hear the word Word of God saying, oh, as I pray and I guard my heart and I get into God's word to guard my mind. And when that happens, I hear the word of God say that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And somebody here this Sunday, you may have come here weak. You may have come here having lost your mind. You may have come here having lost your heart. But God is giving you the the answer the answer is prayer you got to pray oh to the lord in all things in everything you can't worry about what's going on in the world you can't worry about what's going on in Boston. you can't worry about what's going on down there in texas you are not even supposed to worry about what's going on in your own house in your own body for the bible says be anxious for nothing but you have to pray and I'm here to tell you that prayer is power say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor prayer is power in Jesus name prayer is power and we've got to pray you don't have to be the preacher to pray you don't have to be the deacon to pray hello somebody anybody can pray
As a matter of fact, that's why Jesus died. When Jesus died, the curtain in the temple uh, split from top to bottom, giving every man access uh, to the holies of holies, uh, which means uh, I don't have to ask the preacher to pray for me. I don't have to ask the deacon to pray for. I don't have to get a bishop to pray for me. I can go before the throne of grace uh, all by myself and pour my heart out to the Lord in every situation. Situation. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, pray in every situation in Jesus' name. Isaiah 26 says this, and then we're going to ask the deacons to come and allow the people of God to respond to the word of God. You will keep in what? Perfect peace. Hello, somebody. Those who minds are what? Steadfast. Because what? They trust in you. I, I like the way the, the King James says it. Thou with keep it, or thou with keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on thee. Hello, somebody. Because he trusted in thee. Hello, somebody. And that's what prayer does. It keeps our minds on the Lord. Hello, somebody. And it keeps us in perfect peace. Amen. All eyes closed. Heads bowed. Saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? As we are now responding to the word of God. God says to us. That you're all that you need. That he's all that you need. God says to us this morning that. That we're not supposed to be anxious. God says this morning that, 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 that he's supposed to be in all. And God says this morning that he will give us assurance. And I'm so glad that Jesus gives us a perfect example of, of what it's like to have to pray for your life. When you're about to lose it. He, in that garden of Gethsemane, on that night before he was crucified, was in a prayer meeting. And, and in that prayer meeting, it was supposed to be him and the, the disciples, but the disciples fell asleep in that prayer meeting like some folk do fall asleep. They fell asleep on Jesus as he was struggling for his life, but... But he had to pray by himself. And sometimes you've got to pray by yourself. And he prayed by himself. Oh, and he prayed. Oh, and he prayed the mature words. After all of this praying, oh, Lord, I, I, I wish I could, this cup could, could get by me, could pass me by. But Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, God gave him power, oh, to die. God paid him power to suffer. Oh, and he left that garden of Gethsemane and he went on trial for crimes that he didn't commit. They said crucify him. They mocked him and they scorned him. They put a crown of thorns on his head, put that cross on his back. Oh, and he went through the streets of Jerusalem carrying that cross 
cross, struggling with that cross till he got him to the hill called Golgotha. And when they got him to that hill, oh, they nailed him to the cross and they raised him up between two thieves as if to say that he was a thief. But even there on that cross, guess what? He had to give up the ghost because they couldn't take it away. And he died. I said he died. Oh, and they took his body off that cross. Oh, put it in a borrowed tomb. But I'm so glad that Jesus prayed because he prayed there in the garden. God will give him power to get up on the third day with all power in his hands. Hello, somebody. Oh, in this life, people, you'll have to go through some stuff. But before you go through, you better pray and ask God to teach you how to die, but also ask him to teach you how to get up again. Ask him how to rise again. In Jesus' name, there's somebody here today. You do not know Jesus in the pardon of your sin. Why don't you give your life to Jesus Christ? Oh, because you believe that Jesus was God's only son and that he died for your sins and was buried. Oh, and stayed dead for three days but got up on the third day with all power in his hands. And if you don't know him today, why don't you just say to your neighbor, excuse me as I slip out of my seat and come. Hello again. And this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host Jesus for Christ today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of a living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. Live in love. Believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you 
in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword.bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.